0: Hey, it's Callie from Conversations with Callie. Today's conversation is about parenting and living in different households. I've done some research and spoke to some people about their experiences living in different households, and I just thought I'd share it with you. I did this podcast simply for a platform for me to speak about some stuff about myself, but I also come to realize that it could also be a platform for other people me talking to these people and asking them their experiences gave them an outlet to talk about some stuff i had interesting conversations with some of my friends and we came to the conclusion about some of the stuff that resulted in our parenting and what households we lived in it was quite nice to hear the contrast of houses and what it felt like for somebody to live in a two-person household since that's never been something I've had to experience or got to experience. Not saying that living in a single-mom household was really, really bad. I just had never experienced a two-parent household and I did have some kind of stereotypes about how they lived and how their family unit worked. I'm doing a podcast about... Parenting and living in different households because I did a podcast about conspiracy theories and I wasn't a fan. I did, it is coming out in a few weeks' time and I did it with my housemates, but it just wasn't something I wanted to start my podcast off on. Even though I talk about anything and everything, I did one of three podcasts where it felt like I could speak about myself and also it felt like I could go into deeper subjects and topics. It's not always going to be. Deep and serious topics. It could be like a true crime episode, or it could be a conspiracy episode, or it could just simply be in the talking about normal spiritual, stupid stuff. Sometimes, but I did just want to talk about this deep topic because having to speak to myself in a in my wardrobe, and living in living in a shared accommodation, it is quite hard sometimes to get the quiet and to get the headspace to want to talk about this kind of stuff. So I did want to just start off with a big topic just so that I feel comfortable talking to myself and talking about some deeper stuff about me. That's probably you're probably gonna learn in this cold podcast. But I was trying to think of another subject the other day and I rang my mum and I was like, Mum, I need your help, give me a subject. And she threw off a few to me. And then she was like, Well, it was Single Parent Day the other day and I was like, How is Single Parent Day? And on the twenty first of March, apparently it's single parent day. I didn't even know this for the whole twenty years of my life. I didn't know it was a single parent day, but it came to me to thinking that I wonder how single parents, how, how single parents live, because I know my single parent household is not the same as every other single parent household. My single parent household, I don't have contact with my father, so but people do have contact with their dads and have contacts with their moms. So it could be a completely different experience I know that my brother who's in a co-parenting household really and has very much a big involvement with his dad I know that he experiences stuff differently to how I experience and even though me my little brother do joke about it sometimes that like my dad's not there he won't he won't know how I feel about it I don't feel about it when we're joking about it, of course but it's he's never experienced a no dad kind of around. His dad's quite been around for quite a long time. And I've known his dad for when I was like really young. So he's kind of been in my life for a big time, even though he never took a fatherly figure in my role in my life. I've still known him for a really long time. So it's always been him just being around anyway. Um, Take yeah, really, um, there's, there's loads of different households as we know. But I'm just going to be talking about co-parenting households, single mums. I couldn't talk to no single dads, unfortunately, so I'm I'm lacking in that kind of area. Um, Two-parent households and just simply just... I spoke to a few simple mums as well. A simple (laughs) mum... I spoke to a few single mums as well and asked about how they felt being a single mum. And... I've got a few answers from them and I'm really thankful for those people who did actually give me some insights since I'm not a single mom, and I could not speak about being a single mom, I don't want to speak from the side of being the the child of a single mom. So having somebody tell me how they felt bringing up children as a single mom, it was really enlightening and really informative for me. But, so let's just get into it, shall we? So if we talk about traditional households, like, not even 100 years ago, like 50 years ago, really, you had to have a two-parent household. That was a family unit that you was meant to have, especially because it was very religious in them times. There was a mum, there was a dad, and there was a child, maybe two children. But the pa- the child came from the same parents, and they were most likely always married. And our society has evolved and our society has changed, it's more accepting of the fact that we have single parent households. It's more accepting about the fact that we don't have to have a dad around because sometimes circumstances just end up that way. And it's crazy to me to think that in the old, not even in the olden days, like 50 years ago, um, it was found upon to be not having a, like, a dad. And even if the dad did leave, That was still your kind of your fault, your responsibility. Because now you're gonna be a single mom, and I think that is still a big thing now, but it's not frowned upon as much. It's so common that you just kind of just oh, you're a single mom. Okay, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, it doesn't become such of a big deal. It's just like okay, how are you getting on? How's how's the child? Do you know what I mean? And that is a it's crazy that that is how society has changed. And I'm glad that as in that kind of aspect, that's how society has changed for the better. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have to be forced to be with somebody who didn't want to be with me or my child. Because that can also always end up, it could not always, but it can mostly sometimes end up in toxic relationships because you've been forced to be together. When it could be a healthier household for the child if you were on yourself and you didn't have to have that second person in the house. But it's just maddening to me how society was like that at a time but it is probably because there was a heavy there was a heavy influence of religion and you kind of your purpose in life is to kind of get married and have children that is kind of the purpose of life for some Christians not all Christians because not Christians think like that but some Christians do believe that is like the purpose of it and that's perfectly fine but if that's not how I choose to do it, then I'm glad that it's not seen as such of an outrageous thing to do anymore. But if we just start with the households, the first household, the first person like household I talked to was a girl from a two person household. And I just asked her some questions about how she felt about being in a two person household. And I'll just simply tell you how she felt about being in a two parent household. And then I'll just tell you how I thought of two person parent household. It's in, what I think the benefits of being in a two-person household could simply just be. But she said I asked her how she felt about living in a two-parent household, and she said that it could have ups and downs, but it feels more like a family unit. She feels like a family because her dad's always in her life. Her dad's always around. They go to the bed in the same house every night. He's there, but she needs the help, and it's kind of... It doesn't feel like he's so far away. It does feel like a family unit because everybody sits down together. Or not even if they sit down together, but they can just sit down together, or they could be all chilling in the house together. And it's you can have a single parent household where your mom, the mom and the dad, or the dad and the mom, are very civil with each other. It's just simple. It just couldn't. It's, sometimes it's not the same as you living together and then being in love and then being together. And it felt to her, it felt more like a family unit, which I can completely understand anyway. And I just asked her how she felt about know how she f- felt she benefited from being in a two-parent household and one of the answers she gave me was that she felt like she had um a fatherly figure she had more of a fatherly figure but it also felt like she had friends in her mom and her dad because they're constantly there if she had something to talk about she could just go to like one side of the house and talk to her mom She had something else to stuff but she could go to one side of the house and talk to her dad it was like she had a parent and a friend in one because she had such a healthy sort of relationship with both of them and you didn't feel like you needed to put the dependence on all one person you could go to each and like each parent so that didn't feel like you was so dependent on them that the relationship became so not hostile but you feel like there's too much emotional ties like I felt like when I was younger I had to go to my mum more because I didn't speak to my dad so then I felt like when I didn't want to speak to her anymore, I just didn't speak to anybody because there was no one else to speak to. My little brother was so young that I wasn't going to speak to him. And sometimes I didn't want to speak to mum because sometimes we had arguments. So when I was angry at her and I didn't want to speak to her, who did I have to speak to? Sometimes you don't want to speak to friends. You want to speak to somebody who you thought was going to be very safe in their hands. And there was no one for me. I didn't want to, I couldn't just ring up my dad and ask him to have a conversation with me because that's not the kind of relationship we had built and we have not built that till this day, but, I had that with my mum at some point, but not even at some point, all the time but it's you don't want to put all the emotional bearing onto her knowing for a while that she had to deal with my brother's emotional bearing and herself and it's I think it would be nice that I had two people in the house just to kind of speak to both of them about the circumstances like if it's something about a boy. Or something else like that. Then I could speak to it. My dad would ask him how he feels. And how he kind of sees in a boy kind of way. In a man kind of way. And then I felt like I would have been a more, bit more comfortable. And then I could speak to my mum about friends. And how they do this and how they do that. And have a little girly chat. Even though I could have some girly chats. It was simply just I couldn't. There's some things you just need to speak to your dad about. And I didn't have that there. I guess. But I also asked her. Um, Did she feel like she missed out on anything? And she just said nothing, I felt like she's missed out on. I can get, there's both parents there. There's not a big majorly thing that she felt like she missed out on in a parenting household, because she had both of the parents there. There was nothing, that's all she's known. So there was nothing she felt like she hadn't missed out on. Unless, like, you can only really think about that when you've come from a a two-parent household and gone into a single parent household, then you think you feel like you've missed down some stuff then because you're going from one set of household to the other set of household. Then it's more of a, a miss kind of thing. But I also asked there's anything she anything people think about two person household that she feels not really true. And she said she can feel like, she said that it, can, it feels like it is a normal to argue. It's normal to argue and then communicate about it. And people sometimes have the connotations that if you're in a two-parent household, it's because both parents have in love and they never argue. And... Apparently she had a friend who said, Oh, me and my mum never argue. And sometimes me, not me and my mum, me and my mum's, my mom and my dad never argue. And that may simply just because they were hiding the arguing from them as a young child. But she saw the arguments and she also saw it as a healthy sometimes, a healthy way to communicate when it gets sorted out. But at the same time, she couldn't really get away from the argument because it's happening in the house and they couldn't just leave each other and one of them go back home she would have to stay in the house and not hear it and not not that this was a toxic household but she didn't have to just not hear it but when they're kind of mad at each other, they still I live in the same house, so they still I never get around each other and you can kind of hear the, the, the anger and the little bit of um, annoyance, not even anger, annoyance with each other but it was kind of given to her and seen by her as normal, as it's normal to have arguments in any relationship which people don't always see and that was quite my mum and my dad didn't speak so I didn't even see the arguments I didn't even see the communication I just didn't see anything between them and that happened before I was even born like not even before I was born but that happened before I was aware of what healthy communication was and what arguments was and so I've never actually seen them to communicate which probably was a big burden on me not seeing that but her seeing that communication had helped her as well but um her family also her parents are from two different cultures so the fact that she had parents from two different cultures she could learn about both of those cultures she could learn about her mom's different culture and her dad's different culture and i understand that completely because i couldn't this is not even about culture wise but this is like i couldn't always identify myself in the like in the family that i constantly saw i had completely different hair to all my cousins and had all completely different hair to all my aunties and my mum's hair is completely different to mine as well and i didn't see my hair type and i didn't see my kind of hair until i kind of got a bit more contact with not exactly my dad but my dad's side of the family because even though i didn't speak i don't speak to my dad i do have some close communication with some of that family and seeing my hair in in that family kind of made me feel a little bit less Upset about my hair and a little bit less of a failure with my hair because my hair is quite hard, hard to manage, and I'm still like learning to love my hair. But having that communication with my auntie on my dad's side, she could help me with my hair and she could help me plait my hair and she could help me learn what kind of products I needed because I didn't have my mom had my mom has like really tight curls and I have like an afro kind of hair and obviously that's a major difference of hair and it's not like my mum didn't try to help me with my hair but it just felt like I was so angry because I was like you won't understand you don't have this whole hair and it's like It may have felt really upsetting for her to not understand what I was going through. But my relationship with my hair has kind of always been really toxic. The fact that I had found somebody and found people who had the same kind of hairstyle as me that wasn't just friends. It did really help me. And that was not for me communicating through my dad. That was just me learning about my dad's side of the family and where some of my hair comes from. Because my hair does come from that side. And like some of the... The edges of like, my, my, my edges rubbing off kind of thing, that was something that come from that side and I didn't realise until I had a conversation with my auntie about my hair. And that was a kind of a benefit in a conversation. And if I had had that conversation with her a few years before when I was like 12, 13, and when I was feeling really bullied, then it would have been a different situation. I also asked her how this has impacted her relationship and how not relationships but how it would impact her relationships with her children when she's older and she just said that she would want a stable support system simply just because that's all she's known she's always known a stable support system so she would want that support system that she had she would want them to benefit from what she has had when she was growing up so she would like to be married and she would like to um be in a committed relationship before she even had children just because she knows how much of a benefit it is when she does have children and when she does have um a support system and two parents to live with and two parents to be there for her if you understand what I mean but that was really you want to ask about her and my kind of view of being in a two-parent household is simply just that she has um a good, work, a good support system. The way she spoke about it, she had a really good support system, and she had a really good, um, she had a really good, a uh, parental figures. And I've always seen, I always thought a two-parent household was basically just what her friend kind of thought that they were in a loving relationship, and that nothing was driving them apart, and they clearly wanted to be together. But as I grew up, I saw it more as. They are reliant on each other in a good way, and then they bring up their children in a safe, communicated household sometimes, and that can help the development of the children knowing that they can speak to their mom and knowing that they can also speak to their dad it's not something that they have to pick and choose who they can speak to or pick and choose when they can see them they can see them when they're in the house they're chilling in the living room you can go and speak to them i think it's also beneficial when there's two parents in the household when you have a mix of children such as having a girl such as having a boy then they can pick and choose who they want to kind of speak to and that would be a lot more beneficial than if my like my little brother for example he lives with just my mom and sometimes you don't want to have certain conversations with your mom you want to have some conversations with your dad about like girls and stuff like that and he would have to call his dad his dad would have to come over do you know what i mean and that whole thing could make him not want to speak about it make it take too long to speak about instead he could just go and talk to his dad if he was living in the household which i kind of see as a Up for being in a 2 parent household but that's kind of the only opacity of a two-person household other than that it is ideal to have a two-person household and two-parent household but it's just a necessity i don't think there's much things that you can gain from being in a two-person household other than having the two support systems of both parents but you can also have that if you're in a co-parent household and you can also have that if you're um you're a, sin- you're a single mum, but I still have... Con- single mum or single dad, but still have contact with the other parent. I think it's just more of a downside in my case when you don't have the contact with the other ch- the other parent. That's probably the big... That's probably where it's a bigger downside kind of thing. But that was kind of my view on the two-parent household. So I also spoke to a couple of people who um, have communication with both parents and they go in between the household so co-parenting and i also spoke to a girl who she lives with her mom but she also has a stepfather and but she still has communication with her dad as well so i kind of just had conversations with them about that just so i can see kind of where they come from because i've never i've never lived with another man with my mom my mom's never had another man living in the house so it's never had to be something that i've had to worry not worry about but feel like I have to speak to somebody else that's not my dad I've never my mum's always just been on her not on her own she's in a relationships but she's been living on her own with just me and my brother for a long time so I've never had to think but I like that but one of my friends simply the one who has huge co-parenting goes in between houses um she just said that when you aren't in a co-parenting household for a long time you don't really feel it's too much of a change because she had been with Her mum and her dad for so many years that when they split up, she didn't really feel like it was a big of a change because she had already developed a good relationship with both of those parents. She had already had a stable relationship with them simply because they were a unit for a while before they did split up. But she said that her biggest change was probably moving out of the household that she had been living in her whole life and moving out of the child's house, her childhood household, and having to go in between two houses. But, um, because she then got used to living in a two-parent household and because she got used to living in a co-parent household, she kind of forgot what it was like to live in a unit. She kind of forgot what it was like to live in a two-person household. But in her more kind of circumstances, her dad lived with another lives with another woman, so she's kind of got a different parental figure there. And she has said to me that she felt like if the introduction was done properly, she probably would have felt more comfortable with that woman a long time before. But because the... Because the introduction wasn't right and it was too early in the split for her, she felt like she wasn't she couldn't get comfortable with her for a long time. It slowed down the um introduction period than the getting comfortable. And because this woman was living in her household, she kind of had to force herself to kind of get comfortable with her. But since she was an older age, when the split happened as well, it kind of also she was standoffish, you know what I mean, if you have a introduction period when you're younger, it, you kind of less know what's going on, and you less know why your parents split up, and you less know why mum in this house and dad is in this house, which is kind of the circumstance of the other girl I spoke to, she was introduced to her stepfather at a very young age, about so like about her toddler ages, so she didn't understand why mom and her actual mom and her actual dad were split up but she, that parental figure has always still been there so she felt less of a she felt less of a um uncomfortableness or production O.P. because he's always been in her life, she's known nothing less than him being in her life and that's kind of the comparison of it being when you're younger and when you're being older one girl that I had spoke to, she had been introduced really late to this new parental figure and she felt like a, someone who was in her house that was trying to take the role of them being the mum but she already had a mum at home and then you have this person, this other person I spoke to, there's is a, is a father figure that's coming to the household and even though she speaks to her father figure her actual father and she still have another father figure in the household but that's never seemed any different to her so that was kind of sort of what she said but she said that um if the circumstances are that, she, that her dad is in and out of her life it can become more confusing because she has that father figure in the household but her actual father's in and out of her life so they're wondering why if probably wondering why if that father figure can be there then why can't my actual father figure be there why is he in and out of the life why is he up and down why is it always rocky with this father figure and i my take on being um in a corporate and household is i do think it can be beneficial simply because you don't have to not see their your parents in uncomfortable places places like have have always go out to eat and always having to go out to like parks and stuff like that and when you want to see them you kind of can stay in the house even sometimes have dedicated house re- like rooms in the houses for you and I feel like that can be beneficial just simply seeing people in the household with their seeing seeing your parent in their own household where they are comfortable in and that can change the whole kind of meeting and the whole kind of relationship progression as a father and a um, daughter or a daughter and a mother or a son and a father and a son and a mother it can change it once you feel more comfortable in your position like in your circumstances in your position as a father and a mother it is very much easier to develop a relationship as you as you kind of split with the mother and split with the father, it's easy to maintain that relationship. But I think if you are trying to co-parent at a young age, it may be kind of confusing for them because they're kind of like, why does mummy live in this household and mummy live in that household? I think if it's dealt with properly and it's dealt with um, efficiency and the parents can communicate quite well, then I think it could be a really beneficial time for people. But yeah. I'm not going to really speak about single parenting yet, per se. Um, I'm kind of just going to go into um, the cycle of single parenting. So me and mum kind of had this little discussion, like when we was on the FaceTime and was talking about Um, single parent day. And I've never realised there can be a cycling of single parent. She kind of asked me, how do you see your future as a mother? And I've never realised it, but I never really thought about the dad. If I was to become pregnant, I'd probably think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with this child? How are we going to get through this? And it didn't it didn't really come into my thoughts about the man. Because my whole life I've been around these independent, strong-willed, working single mums. My nan was one, my aunties one, my mum's one. So and like my mum's friends have been one. So it's never been something I've seen as a downfall. If I'm a single parent, oh well. It doesn't matter. I know I can get through it because my mum's done it. She's done it all herself. My nan's done it with several different children. My mom's friends done it my auntie's done it and i've seen it work so i've never even thought about a stable relationship and being in one for a child and yes of course it would be beneficial if i was in a stable relationship before i had a child yes 100 i'd rather that happen but it didn't matter to me if it didn't happen because if that happened and i did become pregnant i know that i can do it because everybody around me has done it. I know that I was brought up strong-willed. I know that I was brought up with the right mindset and I was driven enough to protect my child and to look after my child. And it can be extremely difficult being a mother, trust me, I've heard it, I've seen it, I've witnessed it myself. But I think I was brought up with the right models and the right understanding of myself to understand being a single parent and to help my child in their kind of growth because I can help them not kind of do the things i did kind of not go down the self-destructive route of hating everybody around me because i didn't understand myself i would want to help them as much as i can not turn out like i've turned out quite well but turn out my childhood kind of thing my school life you know to not do it the way i did it not do it angrily not do it anger managemently not do it where i hate everybody i hate my mom i hate my brother's dad i hate my nan i hate everybody why 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 me kind of thing I want, I think I could help them do it better. And I think that's kind of why I went down the road of doing like working with troubled youth as well, because I was a troubled youth. I was somebody who didn't know how to, um, I didn't know how to navigate my feelings well, which is why I've probably done it as in I've want to work with them so they don't do what I did wrong. And that's kind of how I've done it. But... I've also looked up a few statistics and data, and I couldn't find a lot to be honest. But just the simple things I've seen, it said that in 2009, young adults who spent time in single parent families had completed 1.323 years of schooling. Also, the completion rate of college slash university was 26% lower for 24 years for 26 24 year olds who grew up in a single parent household. And I didn't think that the percentage was going to be as high. But that still shows that even if you're brought up in a single parent household, you can still do it. You can still do uni, you can still accomplish a lot of things. It may be lower than being in a two parent household, simply because you might have to um, take on some responsibilities, but you can still do it. And that's how I kind of took it. I didn't take it as a negative thing, I took it as a positive thing. And there's another statistic that I can just say to you guys, that according to a website, Adolescents of single parent families and cohabiting families are more likely to have low achievement scores, low expectations for college, lower grades, and higher dropout rates. Which that one I took a bit more negatively, just simply because um it's quite sad that if you're a single parent you're in a single parent household, it's more likely for you to be expecting of lower grades, or you don't have the emotional support sometimes to actually want to do better and achieve better in yourself. It seems kind of really not there and but knowing that percentages i think that we should school should deal with single parent families a bit better and understand that maybe they're dealing with self-esteem problems worse or their confidence is worse or they have younger siblings to look after but i feel like we don't really focus on that sometimes i was an angry child and when I was angry around school, they kind of put me in anger management. They forced me to be in anger management for a little while. And the first kind of question that came out of their mouths was, How do you feel about your dad? What's your family tree like? And I don't want the first question for me to be, What's my dad like? Because I didn't like my dad. I hated my dad. Why are you asking me about that man? And that made me more angry because you're now asking me about something that's made me initially angry i wasn't angry about my dad at the time but now you're asking me about something that's made me even more angry and i think we need to ease into these stuff i know and i'm pretty 100 sure that i will have to go through some sort of therapy and some sort of conversation with somebody that's professional and that's trained to help me through a lot of my issues. Cause I am still angry about the whole not having my dad there. I am still angry about having to just have my mom and having to not know my little sister. I am really, really angry about that still, but it hasn't got in the way of my my growth and my personal achievements. It hasn't stopped me from doing this podcast. It hasn't stopped me from being in university. It hasn't stopped me from being a communicative person to my mom, it has kind of helped me when I've worked through it. And there's everyone has their obstacles in life. And my obstacle simply was the emotional growth that I didn't get from not having my dad around the lack of communication I have with men. That has all stemmed from the fact that I didn't have a fatherly figure around. And it's just, it will always be something I have to deal with. But that's okay. And I'm I'm ready to deal with that one day. And I'm kind of dealing with it by speaking to you guys about it. And I think everyone needs to have this conversation and everyone needs to stop. Everyone needs to stop thinking that just being a single parent is uh, if you can kind of get over that and you can kind of it. not all problems stem from that, because it's always going to be a problem if you don't have your mum and you don't have your dad and you kind of have to deal with that. And that's how I see it. OK, so moving on from that subject. We're just going to talk about um, a single parent household but contact with other parents and I've spoken to quite a few people who have this predicament and I think that this kind of um, way of living is basically the most common way that people see their parents and don't see their parents but all of these I think they are all they don't see their dad so they are um, well they see their dad but they don't live with their dad so I didn't really get anybody who lived with their dad and didn't really talk to their mum which I think is is kind of a bit more rare but it does happen of course so if I just start off with um one of the boys for example um I asked him what it was like living with a single person household and he just said that he's always um been him and his mum so he felt like he did have to take the father role a little bit simply just like with some siblings if they have come after him, or he kind of felt like he needed to take a bit more responsibility on them. But he wasn't always a single... He wasn't always living in a single house, parent household. He did live with a family member beforehand. So he did still have a close relationship with his father, but he felt like it would be better living with both family members just because it would have been a better support system. He would have felt like... um he had both of them there constantly, as I said when I was talking about the two-parent household. But um, he also did say that, and this is quite common, that their his older siblings did take the father role a little bit. But obviously, they probably had moved out, and he had taken the father role in that household while the, with the siblings that were living there with him. But obviously, the kind of older siblings that probably moved out took the father role for him, even though he still had contact with his father. He did kind of need the father role in the household. And then I sort of just asked him, is it okay living in a single person household um, and how he feels about it. But he just said that it's okay living in a single household, but he has to be okay with it. Even though again, he feels like a father figure sometimes. Um, he feels like he could be more family orientated. And he, could, he really just want a better support system, stuff like that, really. It was kind of the common census and common subject when I asked them kind of stuff. They did say the same kind of thing overly and overly again, to be honest. I did speak to a close friend of mine and she lived with her family member, her both her mum and her dad, for a very long time. But her circumstances changed a bit more because when they originally split up, she hated her dad. So she didn't speak to her dad. I think she kind of blamed the split on her dad. And one of the kind of things that she said to me, that stood out to me is that she felt unsafe in the household, not having her dad there. She had always felt like her dad was her protector. And then him not living there made her feel really unsafe. So that kind of led her to not having contact with her dad. but again she's saying similar things she felt like she needed to take a parental responsibility over her little siblings and um she felt like it would have been better living in a pet in a single parent in a two-parent household but she didn't feel like she missed out on much because she had again had that double household she had had that connection which i think is one of the big major differences between being a single parent household and being a single parent household with no contact with the dad and i couldn't really find a lot of people who didn't have contact with their dad and i probably would have found loads more but they were less likely to want to open up and that can kind of link into the the less of communication when you don't have no contact with the dad and no contact with the mom. And it was a lot of them having no contact with their dad. So really it's only going to be me speaking about that because nobody I could find didn't want to have a conversation about that. And since this is my podcast, I need to at least speak about myself a little bit, if you understand. Um, She said that, Um, that's it. That's all she really said, really. She just didn't want to talk to him. She didn't have no contact with him and that was it. And then, The last kind of one I saw was I spoke to a boy that I've known for a really long time and um, I asked him the same similar questions and I'm just literally going to read to you what he said because he read in a really good way where I could like just literally just read it off the bat without having to say his name or having to reveal his identity but he said to me that it was hard not having his dad around in the house but he got used to it And from a young age, he was in a single parent household. So he didn't feel like he had any extra responsibility until he was much older and he left school and he had to get a job and he had to start looking after himself more. That's when he felt like he took on a bit more responsibility simply because he's got money that he probably felt like he needed to support his mum a little bit more. But um, he he felt like there wasn't much that he would have gained because he was still, He still was in contact with his dad. His dad was in the picture. So when he felt like he needed any advice, he could still go to his dad because he did have a good relationship with his dad. Plus, he wasn't always in a single-parent household. So he, again, had that kind of connection with his dad before they kind of split up. Um, And then I kind of just wanted to... um, I asked him again, I asked him, which is quite an important question, I thought, because I had spoken to this boy that I had spoken to. I knew him, so I knew his like personality traits and I knew like, some stuff about him. So it kind of I wanted to see how that would have affected like how we would bring up his children if he ever had children. And he kind of just said that he, he wouldn't have changed it because it's his child his child is his responsibility so he still would have been there with him he still would be there for the child because that's something that a dad should take on he didn't exactly say it like that but that's how i'm perceiving some of the words that he said to me about and um that is just I think that's a big thing that people get from when they're in a single person household so if i'm just like rounding up my thoughts on this and being a single parent household and being in contact with their dad like my brother is in contact with his dad but he still lives with just me it's not really a co-parent thing it is a co-parent thing but he doesn't go back and forth from the house every single like every single couple of days he does go there on a the weekend but i feel like he he has that connection with his dad and a lot of boys, I know that when they've grown up, they've kind of, when they've grown up, they've kind of done it that way. No, when they've grown up, they've kind of seen it in a way where they want to be there for their child as much as they can because they've seen the benefits of them still having their dad around and still having that support system there. And that's kind of how I got the response from the boys because a lot of the boy, a lot of the responses I got for them that question, for that kind of family, it was being, a, it was being um, a better dad, and it was a lot of boys who told me stuff. Then it wasn't. I didn't really get girls, and I just think it's fascinating how boys and girls take this kind of split differently where the girl that I spoke to she felt quite unsafe and the boy that I, the boys that I spoke to they felt like they had to take a fatherly rolling and they didn't feel less safe but they felt like they had more responsibility and that is quite like it's quite strange to me not strange but interesting to me I guess I could say i sorry if I'm speaking really fast it's just I've literally just had such a hard time with this podcast. This has been so I didn't think I knew how much of an impact it would have been on me. And I'm a very fast speaker. So I'm trying to get through all the content in enough time for me to be able to post this. I am unfortunately speaking a little bit fast. And I um I apologize if that is the case. And I will work on it next week because it, obviously I do need to work on it. But next week's podcast is about modern being a woman in modern-day society. So that's probably going to be a bit of a subject I can work on from now. I won't have to um, do so much research in such a short time. But we're going on to, which is probably one of the parts I've been dreading the most, but we're now going on to being no contact with mum or dad um, and living in a fully single-parent household. speaking folks of the fucking the wire Okay so as i said <coughs> Okay so as i said wow <coughs> okay, so <as> <coughs> Okay, so as I said, I couldn't really find anybody who lived in a single-parent household and didn't have no contact with their dad. And I don't know if you'd call my situation no contact with the dad because I have had contact with my dad a few times. But I have no contact with him now. I haven't spoken to him for four years. I don't have any contact with him now. It's just not something that is happening in my life. And if I want to talk about it how I asked everybody else about how they thought it I think being in a single parent household definitely completely Im- impacted my life it did at a young age I did wonder why I wasn't living in a household where it was just me and mum because my little brother didn't come along until I was nine so I did feel kind of alone and left out because I did only have my mum And even though we had a supportive family members and supportive other people around me, I never understood why my dad wasn't there. And also what may have impacted me was that I didn't have any close connections with uncles and granddads. I didn't wanna have a close connection with them. And I think that's simply because your dad is somebody you speak to at a young age and that is the kind of the first man you learn to talk to. And I didn't have that. I also didn't have a fatherly figure that came into my life even though my brother's dad has been around for when I was very young he still didn't take on the role as being a fatherly figure and that's not something I blame for him for do you know what I mean that's just simply how it had how it had happened and how it had occurred and that's just how it worked out I guess when I was about 12 I did start asking a bit more questions about my dad and why where my dad was and what he was doing and where he was living and my mom didn't really have any answers because she didn't really have any contact with him from when i was very young just just because of disagreements that they had so i had i'm just going to speak about my experience and what happened to me but i decided to get in contact with my nan because my mom had my nan's number from like years ago and she said like just try it and see how it worked out and we did get in contact with her and i did eventually go see her But there was a circumstance before that where I was at my great great like my godmother's house. I was at my godmother's house, and my dad kind of came, and he was just like a man that I had never seen before. And he was just in the house in front of me, and everyone's telling me it's my dad, and my mom wasn't really around then either. And that I think seeing my dad in that way and not knowing who he is and having him at a place that I wasn't really comfortable in, just because it wasn't my house, had did did impact me a little bit. It made me wonder where my dad was. It made me wonder why my dad wasn't there. It made me wonder why, why now is he here? And my my godmother and my dad had been friends anyway. So that is kind of how it came about. But then, but later on, that, that was before I even contacted my nan. And then... When I did contact my nan, I kind of went to her house and I saw my uncles and my aunties. But I did feel uncomfortable because that's the side of family I've never seen. I've, I'm very, very, very close to my mum's side of the family, my nan, my grand, my great my granddad, my all my uncles and my auntie and my cousins, we've got loads of cousins, and we're a very close, tight family. We go to my granddad's every Saturday, where we did before COVID. We went to my granddad's house every Saturday before, and before I moved to Worcester, and we would... um. Just sit in the house for like three, two, three hours and be in the house. My grandmother lipa and my granddad Leap have always been a big support system for me, especially my nana before she passed away. And she was kind of there, she kind of probably witnessed me getting angry and angry and angrier. And um, we was a very close family and we still are a close family. So seeing a side of the family where I didn't feel comfortable in them and I didn't know them very well, it was really like it was a really weird experience and i didn't know how to stand my ground i was an angry child but i didn't stand my ground in that house and we i had been brought up a different way to how they had been brought up and i was going to voice my opinion but you probably shouldn't voice the opinion in that household and that's kind of why i stopped not really wanting to be around them and then i did try to do the whole going to my dad's house, staying at my dad's house for the weekend and it never worked out. It just never worked out. Every single time I was away for a day, I wanted to go home. And that is because I had developed some clinginess with my mom because she was my only support system. So when I was with my dad and it was just me and my dad, we didn't even speak. They'd be, t- they'd be like, I'll go there and then we just wouldn't speak for the whole day. And then we'd probably speak again when we're sitting down and watching TV, but we didn't really speak. And it's like, it's not meant to be like that. I go to my mom and I can speak up my mom about anything all the time. But I didn't speak to my dad. And I feel like that was probably because and I'm not saying my dad's a horrible horrible person. But I think it's probably because I have three little sisters, and they live with the mom and my dad's been living with the mom for a long time. And she's a lovely woman. But I just wondered why he could do that with my little sisters, but he couldn't do that with me. And that's probably because of the relationship between my mum and my dad, but he didn't do that. And I didn't, and it's not like he had me in the household where my little sisters lived. He had me in a whole separate flat. It felt like I was the separate child. I was the separate one from the rest of the household. And that is probably a big difference with the no contact, with having no contact with your dad. You feel like you're a separate piece of the puzzle your dad, your mom lives their life. You're just a piece of the puzzle that they no longer disregard. And I'm not gonna put it into nice terms because yeah, probably people in my family are gonna be listening to this that know my dad and are very close to my dad or maybe he won't listen to this one day. But I did feel like a separate part of the puzzle. And I am still very, 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 very angry (laughs) about the circumstances. But I know I'm not ready to talk to my dad about the circumstances and why I'm angry at him and why, I didn't feel loved. And because he had not been in my life, I just hated men and I hated talking to people. I hated everybody, forget everybody. And I didn't really understand why it was that. And I think it's because I was questioning myself and questioning everyone around me. Why wasn't I loved as much? And there was a, certain, there was a time in my life where, this sounds so silly to me now, but there was a time when I was sitting on the stairs one time and I was watching my brother and my mum and my, brother, my older sister, sitting in the room playing Monopoly together or it was frustration or something like that and it made me feel so angry and upset and I was like why isn't my dad sitting here playing a ball game with me with my mum why couldn't they have that kind of communication for me it had never been them two having a civil conversation for me it felt like it felt like my dad didn't want to do that for me and I would only see him if I decided to speak to him or I decided to talk to my other side of the family and then we'd go to them. And it, it is still like that because I haven't spoken to my dad in years and I, I'm still very close to my auntie's, dad, my auntie's dad. I'm still very close to my auntie on my dad's side. So he could have seen me. I was going to see my auntie and he could have seen me then, but he chose not to see me then. And I don't think it should have been my responsibility to have to do that. And that is a big thing, is it? It shouldn't have to be the child's responsibility to have the parent, the parent and parent relationship. Maybe if my mom had pushed me a little bit more to be with my dad when I was younger, and maybe if my dad had tried a bit more to see me when I was younger, then maybe I would feel a different way about it. But I'm not going to lie; I hate both of them for the way that my relationship had turned out. And I've only just got a bit out of the relationship my mum, me and mum talk more about stuff and I'm more open about stuff and I'm more open with my podcast and I'm more open with my feelings and my emotions. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest with you, yesterday I was so out of it, I was so emotional and I was just sad, I didn't even do the podcast, I've recorded this like five times now and... I think me working through my communication has allowed me to be back here today and feel in a better mood. I'm a bit more enlightened. I had that one day that I felt sad, and now I'm back and I'm better, and I'm ready to do this podcast. And my communication skills are probably because I've been brought up in a household that wasn't very big on communication. They didn't force me to communicate with them. They didn't want, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they kind of, I don't think no one understood why I was angry. And I've just started to understand why I'm angry. But I think a lasting impression and a lasting thing that has impacted me not talking to my dad and my dad and not being in my life is the communication I have around men. I don't like to be around men a lot of the time. I don't know how to talk to men. I did not like to sit with my granddad. I don't like to sit with my uncle. I don't really like to sit with any other men because I don't know how to speak to them. It's not that I don't feel, it's not that I feel uncomfortable around them. It's just simply that I don't have no communication. I don't know how to talk to them. And that then will affect my relationships as with a man. And that will then affect my child, my bringing up of my child if I have a child around man because that early development wasn't there that early development of me being there a family figure being around me was not there and that is a long-lasting impression that I have and that one day maybe I will speak to him about but I just know I'm not ready to do that and that's just my that's just gonna put a cap on my experience because I don't want to really talk about it anymore because I probably will get very emotional but that is my experience of being in a single parent household with no contact with my dad. And I've spoke about all these other people's experiences and how they felt, but they won't be able to fully tell me how they feel unless they were here. And I've just, took, I've just got their experience without having, without with me just asking them some simple questions. But I've just, what I've just told you is from my experience about asking and answering questions, that's me telling you how I felt in general, and maybe it will sound very confusing to me, and maybe I've rushed through that kind of segment, but that's because it was so hard for me to speak about that that was very, that was very, uh, that was very hard for me, kind of thing. So the last segment that I'm gonna be speaking about is being a single parent. I can't exactly talk about being a single parent just simply because I'm not one, but, um it obviously is a big impact on some of the parents so i just asked some family friends and some parents that i know about how it is being a single parent and i've kind of had older parents who have been single parents for a while and then i've had just one person who's been a single parent for a little while and how she experienced it and i feel like it was quite a good contrast to hear that well i'm not gonna actually say their names and i'm not gonna say how many children they have or anything like that but i'm gonna just probably call them like parent a parent b just to keep their confidentiality but for parent a anyway i asked her what it was like being a single parent and she said being a single parent was hard when there was no support from the other side of the family which is very understandable because if you have a parent who's not if you have another parent that's not very supportive of your parenting or you don't have family members on that side that's very supportive of your parenting. You kinda of feel like it's very one sided, one sided and that can feel very frustrating. But I asked her, "Have you always been a single parent?" And she said that she was never always a single parent. But then again, that like while she was with the child's father, she did anything anyway. So the only thing she really missed out on was like the financial, like the little bit of the financial stability that he gave her. But she still managed to raise a child and raise somebody anyway into an adult. So it um it well, even though it might be financially struggling, and she may have a burden on her quite a lot. She still has been able to. Look after a child successfully. Um, I said, "Do you feel like your child was affected by living in a single parent household?" And she said that she don't feel like um, her child has been um, affected by the um, being in a single parent household, and that she doesn't feel like her parent, her child, done anything wrong because of living in a single parent household. And I've kind of asked the child as well, like if she feels like she's been affected by living in a single parent household and she doesn't really feel like she's missed out on anything because even she is still in contact with the father of like her dad anyway. So it wasn't a big impact to her. She still has a very supportive mum, and she had a supportive dad in a way. So she didn't feel like she missed out on anything and I feel like that's quite good for them to be on the same kind of terms of it. She didn't feel like she missed out on very much of it. I said to her, um, do you did your was your upbringing in a single parent household? And she said that um, that she lived in a two parent household until she was 17, 18, So she was kind of brought up to like a very big part of her life in a two parent household. But that didn't affect. I think that still hasn't affected how she's brought up her child. Um asked her, uh, do you feel like it would be majorly different if your child was brought up in a two parent household? And she just said no. She didn't even really elaborate. She just said no. Because clearly she sees her child as the fantastic and she sees that a child's been brought up in the right way and a child has good ethics and good models. And I think that's probably the only I think that's probably the the one thing that you need most in your life is good ethics and models. So that's it really and I asked her if she's ever introduced a parental figure into her household and she hasn't and that's just her own personal preference and that's not everybody has to have a kind of second parental figure and as you can see I I know the child personally so as you can see the child didn't need another parental figure and she's happy just having the mum and just living with her mum so that was just the parent a but I kind of understood every answer and I was quite grateful for the answers she gave me I'm pausing for a second. (laughs) I used to pausing for a second. The second parent that I spoke to, parent B, um, I don't really know this parent, so it was kind of great listening to her kind of um, kind of answers like and how she had felt about stuff but i asked her what it was like being a single parent and she said she, that it felt like it was stressful and that she was worried about the kids when they first split up but as she got older she felt like the experience had changed simply because she had got more experience of being a single parent plus her children are older anyway so it's less of a burden less of a stress even though it's still going to be a stress having being a mom anyway but as her children have got older she feels like she didn't have to um do so much around the house, uh, one of her children's working, one of her children like a, in a high school, so it didn't feel like it had to be so much on her all the time, plus dad is involved in the picture, so they kind of co-parent together, so this is kind of a, a different kind of scenario to the first mum who is a single parent who doesn't really live with the dad or doesn't really co-parent as much. Um. I asked her have you always been single parents and she said she hasn't always been a single parent so it was stressful when she um first split up the dad but it did help her personal growth and i think that's a really good thing because the fact that it helped her personal growth would mean that it would help her children's personal growth because she has much more sense of a self-esteem and much more confidence in herself, which she would then pass on to her child. and that's an amazing thing to see that even in a bad circumstance, she' still come out with a, a good outcome kind of thing. I asked her, um, does she feel like your child? Char- Do you feel like your child is affected by living in a single parent household? And she said no, because she gets along with the, her, the father. So since the parents gets along, they can kind of if an issue arises, they can have good communication, and they can have a good conversation about something. So the communication is still quite well in their household, even though it may not have been when they first split up, they've been able to get to a point where it's good communication for the children. Um, I asked her was her upbringing in a single parent household and she put yeah Um, and so since she was brought up in a single parent household she felt like it helped her adjust to being in a single parent household because she has seen her parent do it and she has seen her mum do it so that means that she had kind of known that because her mum could do it she could do it and she can get through it. Um, I did, and then lastly, I asked her, "Have you introduced the um, a parental figure into your household?" And again, she said no, and that's perfectly fine. Sometimes a lot of single parents don't introduce a parental figure into their into their household simply because they have. Um, they don't need to and it can still you can still have a boyfriend and you can still have somebody in your life even without having to introduce them as a parental figure and i feel like if your child is older as well it's less of more parental figure less than mom's boyfriend or you know what i mean or dad's girlfriend kind of thing it doesn't really feel like a parental figure um moving on this is parents see you now. I spoke to another parent and I asked her the same kind of questions. What was it like being a single parent? And she said it was daunting since living on her, she was living on her own when she first had the, um, when she first had her child. So it felt like she wasn't really got a lot of support, but thankfully she had a friend who had already done it. So she could get some advice from her and she could help her adjust to being a single parent. Um, she said that it was challenging since all her children are different ages and at different stages of development and different got different personalities. So it is kind of difficult for her to sometimes um, navigate dealing with fault for these children. Um, and like she has um, different dads for some of the children, so it kind of feels like they've got personality traits from that dad and this one's got personal traits from that dad and that kind of made her it made it more difficult sometimes but as she's got older she has learned to have to accept that some of her children have moved out and some of her children have started their own lives and she said that she still feels like the struggle is having to be a good parent without cuddling them and realising that she doesn't need to have to always be on top of them but that might be more difficult for her since some of her children are still young and then some of her children are old and moved out and got families of their own. I um, Also asked her, have you always been a single parent? And she said, yeah. She says she has more than one father, so it can be extremely hard since all the parents are different and all of the parents choose to be in their lives differently. Some of them want to call parents, some of them want to have them on a weekend, and some of them just don't want to have anything to do with them at all. But um, she said that it can cause arguments in the household just because Maybe the children are confused about why that parent wants to see him, that um that sibling this weekend, but why doesn't my dad want to see me this weekend? It can be very confusing for the child and also for the parent because you have to kind of navigate the children and make it not become like combustion basically and ruin the whole household kind of thing. I asked her, uh, uh, was your upbringing in a single parent household? And she said that um she didn't start off in a single parent household but he ended up being in a single parent household um she said that being in a single parent household affected them affected her and her siblings quite a lot but she said the fact that she was in a single parent household made her realize that she needed to enforce the moral of her children that the importance of a child a father is a is a value in their lives and she likes to tell her children that even when you have children, you need to make sure they value their fathers in their life because a father is a very much of a big thing in their upbringing. But um, she now knows that she can lend a hand on single parenting because she is a single parent. So when her child has a single has a child and she becomes a single parent, then she knows she can help that kind of development. I also asked her, do you feel like it would be majorly different if your child is brought up in a two parent household? And she said, um she said it depends on the father and obviously in he was in the house at the time. If it was in the house it would have changed the circumstances a little but individually looking after the child and independently, it can it can help. So looking after the they could she could it could have helped with the lending her hand on the child and lending her hand on who was looking after you, but because she has a couple like um, she has different baby fathers for some of them it could be um it depends on what dad was the one that was living in the house and what dad was taking on that responsibility because all of the dads have different ways of dealing with children and dealing with the way they have like their family values are quite different um she said that it felt like it was a huge difference with the co-parenting children to um her Being a single parent and being alone, because she felt like it was a, she could have a more emotional stability. She could depend more on the father, and or if the the child's having a like an emotional outburst, she could just help ask the parent to help her with that kind of support as well. Um, she realised that being honest is a big thing that she needs to um do with her child, and she needs to tell her child from a young age, some of the stuff about the dad and some of the stuff about them, because she feels like the communication lacked because she didn't talk about that kind of thing. But um, she just said that she needs to bring, um, she says she needs to just be more open with each other and she said she, that she's learned that you really need to talk to your child about some stuff and you really need to learn on communication because you can pass on really bad communication to your child and that can really affect their, their relationships they're older. And uh, um, lastly, I asked her, um, have you ever introduced a parental figure into your household and would the transition smooth? And she said that she feels like she, she has introduced some parental figures into her household, but she said that she feels like she has made the wrong choices in men and that has kind of affected her children sometimes. And she said that in future, she would like look into the person more and get to know them more and be more comfortable with them and um, make sure that, um, the first time she sees a red flag or one time, the first time she sees a bad sign, that she would um, get rid of them straight away and not give them the benefit of the doubt because that is then affecting their char- her child as well. But she also said that it's not always the parental figure. She said that it's the friends. And she says you need to watch the friends that you keep simply because if a, char- a, pe- a friend that you have is not listening to how you parent your child or talking about stuff that you don't want your child to hear and then then they choose to not listen to you then that can be a big issue as well so it's not just the parental thing it's also the friends that you keep um i spoke to another mother mother c oh no this is mother d isn't it yeah so mother d um asked her what was it like being a single parent and she said that when the child was little well, the children was little, it was difficult. But she had a supportive family. So it kind of helped her, um, it kind of helped her growth and helped her look after the child and it didn't feel like it was all on her a lot of the time, even though it still was. She could still have babysitting GTs like Nanny could look after the child and stuff like that. But she said it also always depends on the other and how the other parents included, so that she can have some emotional support. She said that it was um it's kind of hard when there's one child doesn't have a support system as well as her and it is and it's a bit easier when there's another parent to have the support system for the child but she said one of the big things is is that since there's one income for bills and support for children the pressure is constantly on her and she feels that at any time the circumstances could change and then she would be left in like a bunch of like crap and or she could lose her job and then she wouldn't have no money because there's only one income coming in and then she has two children to depend on that are depending on her I and mean, there's only one wage coming out of her so she has to support her children with that one wage then pay all the bills then treat herself because it's very important to treat yourself as a single child but she said even though there's all them struggles she said it's very rewarding when she sees the achievements that the children make because she knows that she did that herself and she did that Um, And she did that even though there was obstacles in the way, she felt like her children have still come out very well and still got good morals and still wanna achieve success, kind of. I asked her, has she always been a single parent? And she said she has. So she can't really compare it to actually being a two-parent household, but she can compare it to co-parenting. And she said it's very, as I said, she said it was easier being a co-parent just because of the support system. And sometimes the financial stability being in a two-parent household, she said it was, she has seen a change in what happens when you have got to support another parent and what you haven't, because she can compare the two children that she has. She said, I asked her, um, do you feel like your child was affected by living in a single parent household? And she said that she feels like her daughter has been affected more than her um her other child has. Um since she said that she doesn't have a good communication with men. She said that um children have always been affected with being in a single parent household. But she feels like sometimes her son doesn't have a the a male influence in the life just because even though the dad is very involved in his life, sometimes he's not in the household. So when he was growing up, he kind of saw two girls in the house and he kind didn't understand why they had that and they had this but having that anyway he could have that kind of talk with them but the daughter didn't have that so she didn't she kind of come to see that she didn't have any good communication with men simply just because she didn't have a man around to initiate the good comfortableness with them she said that the clinginess between the children was a lot and um, both of her children were very clingy when they were younger they didn't want to leave her they always made her like um make sure she was coming home because that's kind of their support system that is their only parent that they have and they don't want their parent to leave that like the other parent kind of had um she said that she was worried about she's worried about the new relationship with people that her daughter will have and how that will be how her upbringing in a single parent household will affect will be affected but she acknowledges that her child probably will need a little bit of help and is probably does need help with communication and probably will need to have a bit of professional help just to make sure she has the best chances of having a better life and having a good um, upbringing kind of thing. Um, I asked her, uh, was her upbringing in a single parent household? And she said that it was. So she said that this has helped her share the knowledge of how to deal with the um, aftermath of being a single parent and how to deal with it afterwards and how to deal with, um, when her daughter has a child or when her son has a child and if they are ever in a single parent household, she knows how she can help them. And then that also helped her when she was in a single parent household, become a single parent household because she didn't feel like it was a major thing that she's never experienced before. I also had said to you feel like it would be majorly different if the child was brought up in a two-parent household and she so said she don't feel like it would be majorly different but emotionally for example her daughter's self-esteem and her daughter's confidence or her son's confidence and self-esteem it could be a completely different situation but she also said that if she had stayed with the dads then it could have became a volatile relationship and then that could have been a completely different situation also so she said that she feels like everything happened for a reason and she's quite happy that it came out this kind of way and last question I said have you ever introduced a parental figure into your household and was the transition smooth and she said yes it could have been better but she knew how she how her son had felt about not her son her daughter had felt about being around men and she her relationship with her daughter wasn't very like solid anyway so she knew that it wouldn't have been an easy process trying to introduce another parental figure she already had the volatile not volatile but more of a angry relationship with her daughter anyway um and she didn't really want to put the burden on the child also of the person that she was introducing and the last parent i've spoken to um was a new single mother so i kind of wanted the contrast of that but i asked her what it was like being a single parent and she said that because she's a new single mom the child's young so it can be challenging but as long as she feels like her child has the support and her child has like being fed and is drinking and is in is developing correctly then she feels like it, it wasn't it's not such of a a big thing it's not such of a um a, a difficulty sometimes um i asked her uh, do you feel like your child was affected by living in a single parent household and she said um she said that no because she's a young age but she'll have a lot of questions when she starts to make friends and sees that they have um other they have other um parents involved but she said that she needs she knows that she needs to be supportive and she knows that she needs to um help her through that kind of change um i said that was she brought up in a single parent household? And she said, yeah, and that has made her better and being more expected of being a single parent. So she's not as stressed and she's more confident in being a single mom. And it's said that she can help her daughter when she's older understand the kind of reasons behind it and the helpfulness of it. Um, I also asked her, do you feel like it would be majorly different if your child is brought up in a two-parent household and then she said yeah she said she'd have the um bond bond of her father and she thought like she had less of a, um she thought that like she'd have less stress because she has someone to lean on but she said she understands herself uh, no, she and she'll feel like she'd understand herself more as she had time to herself and she was in a two-parent household but um she doesn't have that so she feels like she's not supported by that as much if that if the dad would step up and be in a two-parent household then she would have that kind of help and the last question i asked her is, have you ever introduced a parent to figure into your household? And she said, no. She said, but if she did, then she would have to be majorly acquainted with them. Even if they um, meet the children, then she needs to make sure it's in a safe place. And she needs to see how they cheat the child and how they cheat children. And that the communication between them two is very key because she needs to put across that she won't have time for him all the time and she will have to look after her child. But as long as he understands that, then, um, it could be a, it could be kind of like a good outcome, but that is all I have for today. Um, that was a very kind of intense subject and a very, um, informative kind of podcast but next week's podcast is about being in a woman in modern day society so that is also a very heavy subject but i do have some people who are um going to be making a little bit of a feature in my podcast and telling me how they feel about being a um, woman in modern day society and some experiences about them feeling less powerful as a woman but hopefully um that is something that you enjoy and you want to listen to, but that is all I have for today. So thank you for listening. I hope we can get this. This journey is quite great for us, and I hope you follow me along on this journey and I develop and hopefully I learn how to speak slower because I I know that I've just been kind of rushing through this and not meaning to. But this has kind of been a very stressful podcast for me, but I'm still quite proud of it. I know I'm going to be proud of it when the outcome comes out, but um i have a new podcast every wednesday i don't know i said it was going to be at 5 p.m but it probably won't be at 5 p.m but it will be on a wednesday it's on all major platforms spotify apple podcast breakout and other platforms um thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed and i hope you have a rest of the good week thank you